Hi friends, welcome to the Artist Blend. Today we are going to talk about money and as artists, uh, how that affects us in lo the logistical sense, but also in like the spiritual emotional sense. So it's all about money. Yeah, so grab your monk and let's get talking. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. We're so excited to be here, as yeah. always. Yeah, we're excited. I'm excited because I get to drink my coffee. Cause it's I know. Nine, it's nine in the morning, I, so that means I, I think that's the best the part, day. honestly, sometimes. <laughs> it's just like I get to have the bean juice that revitalizes my life force. <laughs> bean juice. Yes, and, yes. I, and I, I use my, my other not-as-good, not-fresh-roasted coffee when we don't record. And yes. so on these recording days, sad. I get to drink my nice <laughs> coffee. <laughs> it's true. Well, today we're drinking Danilo's Donut Shop Medium Dark. It is also from Carver Trading Company. Um, and Danilo's Donut Shop is a medium dark roast single coffee that brews a well-balanced flavor cup of coffee. It's named after beloved coffee man and business partner that lost his battle with cancer, a portion of the proceeds of this product is donated to cancer research which is just so cool another amazing step on top of the amazing company that carver coffee is um yeah. just to remind everybody we do have an affiliate link but even if you don't use our link go to their website and buy this to support the yeah. cancer research because it's Absolutely. just a really really good cause yeah and the um i was at the farmer's market the other day in celebration and um I was walking by and I was just saying hello. I was like, hey, by the way, um, podcast is going well. We just kind of like chatted for a second. And um, they were like, wait, here, take this. Have another one. I was like, okay, great. So they gave us this little sample to try. And uh, we're so glad that they did because this is yes. this is a good – it's interesting. It's cool. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, we'll go into it later. But, yeah, yes. it's so cool that they're um, donating it and, and sort of uh, it's in memoriam of Danilo. That's really cool. It is really nice. So money. <laughs> money. Money, money, money. Money, 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 money. Candor and Love that song. Money makes the world go around. Unfortunately, it does, which is why we're here. Yes. Um, yes. This will be an episode where we kind of talk, yes, about logistics and budgeting and boring stuff, um, but also sort of like what it means to when you when you monetize the thing that you love, how that sort mm -hmm. of affects the love and the craft itself. Um, yes. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with the basics of like, uh, as artists, how we have to handle our money before we can mm -hmm. view it as a thing we have to treat. If that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you and uh, your wife Elizabeth would probably be a better example to begin because you're out in the real world doing it, as am I. But you're having to do it together necessarily um yeah but you both were doing it independently before you were even married um so what are some not tricks or tips or anything like that whatever you want to share <laughs> yeah um i think the the conversation of money that that comes off the top of my head and and also i know we have um some listeners that are in like late high school and early yep. college age and so so i think there were a couple people that asked about doing an episode like this on the front end mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and so hopefully this is helpful to those people but also can maybe spark some conversation or ideas in um 
older, more experienced listeners as well. But um, the first thing that comes to mind is is sort of uh, the filling in the gaps concept. Mm. Um, mm. I do this thing with my budgeting. I have my big old Excel spreadsheet. And um, there's a concept called, yeah, there's a concept (laughs) called reverse budgeting. And Mm. that's how I manage my life. I feel so much more comfortable (laughs) when I can see the numbers in front of me and I'm able to to plan it all out. If you don't currently have a budgeting system, please make one. Um, But yeah, it will help so much. But what I do is, is um, obviously auditioning, sending out things all the time, just kind of putting myself out there because that's what you have to do. That's a different episode. Um, <laughs> but when I know that I have work booked, I put it in my Google Calendar, my, my GCal, uh, <laughs> and every month I will go in and put in all... I have a, a list of all of my expenses, um, my variable ones, and also my um, steady ones. So like my, my rent and my bills and, and my phone and all the stuff. And then also mm-hmm. like gas, food, all that stuff that could change month to month or have a little bit of flexibility. Uh, if I need yep. to spend a little less on groceries one month, I can adjust that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have all of my expenses figured out first and then I go see, okay, what contracts do I have this month? What gigs do I currently have? And then I will put those in the income, see what's left. Okay. How and also savings is included in that those expenses too. Like how much am I gonna aim to save this month and and all mm-hmm. that jazz. But um, after subtracting the gigs that I have on the books, okay, how much money do I have left over? Maybe hooray surprise. I don't think that's happened once. But <laughs> the other alternative is uh, okay, how you much money do cents. I need to make in other random things this month? Yeah. And so um, that then becomes okay. Uh, how what other gigs do I have in my back pocket that I can pull out? Yeah. And so for me, that's that's graphic design and um, that's uh, voice lessons and acting lessons that I, I teach. I have like a roster of students that sometimes I'll send a, an email out to of like, hey, I've got some availability these few weeks. Let me know. Um, mm. That sometimes helps fill in the gaps. I used to do it like as a whole semester, but as I graduated and sort of moved into the, the world, I just didn't have time for that anymore. Um, and, but it's, it's good to kind of cushion a little bit. Graphic design is great to cushion. I do like social media, um, posters and things for, and also website work for some, uh, small businesses, but also for theaters and, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, so, so then after I've reverse budgeted, I've started with my expenses, taken out my contracts or gigs or whatever, and then fill in the gaps. And then if worse comes to worse and I really just am not able to make something happen, I have DoorDash. That's my fallback. Um, thankfully, I haven't had to use it in in a, a little over a year. Nice. Um, because of just God providing and, and things mm-hmm. working out really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, so that's what I do. And then you mentioned, like, with, with Elizabeth and how it works having two artists in the house. Um, it's interesting yeah. sometimes. Like, when we first moved down here, she was doing Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. And um, also, she's going to be on an episode here soon at some point about character entertainment. Ooh. Like, we have to do that. Yes. Um, but she was that's doing uh, Halloween Horror Nights, uh, performing there at Universal for about a month and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. And her schedule, I mean, that's 6 p.m., to no, it's 5 p.m. to like 3 a.m. is when she get home, maybe four sometimes. And so her schedule was flip flopped. And I was doing mm. Spooktacular at SeaWorld, but that yes. until you hit Halloween week, it was only on weekends. So I was hardly working, and she was working essentially a nine to five, but opposite. 
Um, yes. And so <laughs> uh, that the arrangement that month was okay. I'm gonna be the person doing all of the 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 housekeeping and the food and the mm-hmm. whatever, and you're out there making mm-hmm. that money, and I'm gonna try and fill in the gaps as I can with spooktacular, and then we'll kind of go from there. And then we, we kind of flip-flop and like maybe she has a contract um, when I don't and, and vice versa. And so we've kind of had to play back and forth. and um, But it yeah. all goes back to that reverse budgeting. We put in our contracts, see what we have left, and then fill in the gaps. And for her, she also does mm-hmm. character entertainment with um, like princess parties and, and superhero yep. events and things like that um, with some mm-hmm. companies down here in Orlando. And uh, she does that to fill in the gaps. That's, that's her thing. Nice. Um, and she has some great friends and resources and, and has found some great gigs out there. And so for her, because she's so well known in, in the industry, mm. people are like, Oh, get yes. Liz. And so she's like, yeah, I'm just going to go over here a few hours away and make bank and then come back. And I was like, okay, great. Okay, um, great. See you soon. <laughs> yeah. So that's worked out well for us. Um, yeah. because it's just so unpredictable because uh, most budgeting self-help books or, or Dave Ramsey glasses or whatever it is that, that people are trying to do. Like, it always starts with, okay, take your yearly income, and then you can't do that when you're no. <laughs> in, in no, the can't. contract world. You can't, you, even can't. Re- you can't even really do monthly no. sometimes. Sometimes you, you can't. You're like, oh, my contract's two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That, and so that's – in my schedule, I'm like, okay, that's that's my gig. So I have like a line for each mm-hmm. gig. And sometimes they're three months. Sometimes they're one month. Sometimes they're a week yeah. uh, or a yeah. day. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so you kind of have to make it work for yourself. Mm. There are some people that have um, part-time gigs at theme parks, and then they also put in, uh, mm. they have, su- they're, okay, they're a sub at this show, and then they're a sub at this show, but then they're part-time here. Yeah. And so they sort of Frankenstein together this mm. full-time schedule, but even that is variable in yeah. rates from week to week. And so they just kind of set a, mm-hmm. a minimum for themselves and mm-hmm. go from there. But there's so many different ways to do it. You just yeah. have to kind of figure out oh, what works well for you. And and I know like for you, I'd love to know how you sort of work things out because you, you have your nine to five um, and are also about to do a show. Yep. What does that look like for you? Yes. So with my current season, as far as this year has gone, um, having the consistent nine to five gig has put some constraints on being able to do professional work, which would rehearse during the day. Um, and nighttime, you're tired. You just, you just want to, you want to time for yourself and, or you have time to do other things. But a concept that I recently learned about that I'm looking into as far as, um, other ways to supplement income. And right now with my current gig income, isn't a necessary problem per se, because it's a consistent thing. Um, but I, I loved the idea of this, and I, you'll, you'll like this too, Easton. You have your nine to five, right? And it was say, the concept was talking about we all have the same amount of hours in the day. Makes sense. So what you do in your nine to five can make you income. What you do from five to nine can either hurt your income or make hmm. you more. And it was talking about what you can find, like if it's – if it's stocks, if it's trading, if it's doing your own business on like Etsy or something like that from five o'clock to nine o'clock, if you can run that on your computer or have it self-automated or whatever, you basically have another income working for you or that you can do in less time. And it was talking about sometimes those gigs that you find from the five to nine 
can replace the nine to five it's if it's yeah. successful enough and again this is this is all from those books or websites kind of like yeah. dave ramsey where it's like everything's shiny and sparkly <laughs> and it's gonna work well yeah not always <laughs> um but for now i'm looking at uh my schedule having to be really really hectic with starting a show because i won't be able to do my five to, uh, nine to five which is fine i'm working with a wonderful team that's being able to allow that flexibility but uh i basically will only be able to work eight to two or eight, excuse me eight to one and then be in rehearsal from two to ten so my entire day will be taken up um also a money saving tip pack your lunches and dinners yeah you'll, you'll save so much time <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's going to be interesting flexibility but also looking at the calendar it's a two-month gig which is i'm very very blessed to have and very excited to have but like we were talking about it's not you can't do a year mm -hmm. when it's that yeah and my nine to five situation is ending my contract for that ends in may too so come the middle of the year i'll be hopefully um in a similar boat like you and elizabeth where i'm booking consistently enough Otherwise, I have to look at other avenues. But um, this ties back to our previous episode with Joss and really understanding who you are as an artist as a whole and what your strengths can be. Because mm -hmm. you were talking about, like, if you're not on stage, you have um, your graphic design that you can be doing from literally anywhere if, if, if when you market it that way. So I'm also trying to find that in myself yeah. um, because uh, – if you if you don't know, I would love to be a voice actor, um, <laughs> but also in having a nine to five, I really don't have time to audition or um, be doing any kind of gigs like that. Um, so the the hope is to be able to find different avenues here soon. Yeah. But right now, I'm I'm settled into enough of a routine that I can't deviate too much because of what the job requires um and again very blessed to have that opportunity but it's just it's the constraints you have to deal with sometimes yeah. so yeah much like you and liz reverse budgeting is something that i i don't have a full spreadsheet for but i do have i have it on paper yeah yeah <laughs> and i keep up with it because i've got now loans having gone and got a second degree because i'm a madman um <laughs> I mean, you've got that. You've got phone bills. You've got your gas. With me being older, I've got health insurance. I've got, <laughs> luckily, my car's paid off, so I don't have to worry about that. But my car is also older, and mm -hmm. it's 2009, so I have to keep it healthy. Otherwise, yeah. it'll crap out on no, me. I get it. I We've got a, a 2001 car. and a 2006. I get you. Yep. <laughs> Old crew. Right there with you. <laughs> Lemons. <laughs> and it, it, if you take care of your cars also, like, I'm not saying become a grease monkey but know enough to where you can take care of your vehicle, it will last you way longer. Yeah. You don't need the new one. You can buy used. They're, they're perfectly fine. My Yes. My parents growing up were like, yeah. only buy used, never buy a new car. There was they, People looked at numbers, this financial group did, and the moment you drive a car off the lot, its value has decreased by like four, 30 40% just because it's been officially <laughs> bought once. It's so crazy. <laughs> you can buy a used one that was used for the first time a week ago, and it's brand new. But it's used, yep. quote unquote. But it's used. Anyways, 
Reverse budgeting is wonderful. I like to treat my savings sort of as paying myself, mm. uh, which is a construct from many, many different gurus, for lack of a better word, um, mentors, whatever you want to call it. And I like that because if you don't try and save any money it, when you can, you won't at all. Mm-hmm. Um, because some some people, and this that's fine, if you have, like in your budget, if you have $100 every month left over and you want to spend that going to brunch with your friends or buying a new outfit or something, that's fine. But also realize that your priorities will overtake your needs mm. at some point. Yeah. Because you'll find months where you're like, oh, I don't have $200. Well, if you had saved $200 each month, you wouldn't be in that necessary yeah. hole. And that's not to shame anybody. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all seen the zeros in the bank account. It's, <laughs> an, it's, a, it's a, not a fun feeling, but we've all been there. Yeah. Um, so our, our advice w- with this episode is more just to say it's okay learn yeah and grow grow forward yeah i liked what you said about um saving it's investing in yourself and your future self um mm-hmm. i was talking to somebody who uh is a full-time actor in new york and we were just coming out of covid and i was like hey how how are you doing this right now like you are you still have yeah. your apartment in new york yes and she's like yeah and i was like but you're here doing a contract for a month and a half how what's going on mm-hmm. she's like well i sublease which is fine but also she said what I do is I scrimp and save, and when I have contracts, I don't use that money. I just put it in my savings account and use just enough to get by. And then for the months that I don't have contracts, I just live off of that. And she's like, it evens out. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool, good for I mean, you. It and works. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was about the, the same time that I started um, like actually being intentional about savings and savings goals and all the things. Yeah. And um, that's another reason why I love reverse budgeting because I, I include it as, as a, uh, an expense. And it's not just like, oh, this is all the money I have left over. This is my fun money. It's like, no, I, I have my savings as its own expense. And then anything that's left over, if there is anything, yeah. I will use that. But like yeah. there was an instance a couple months ago where I had – it was – Sandwiched between um, an island of not well-paid work, or it was an island of really well-paying work surrounded by an ocean of not good work. And so for this little island of a moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much money. It's great. And I was like, shoot, I, sh- I, I, I cannot spend this. I need to put it in my savings <laughs> account and just treat it like any other month. This this month Isn't is great, but it has to be like every other month. Um, yeah. And another thing to consider is is get either get a high yield savings account or invest it in some way uh the word yep. invest used to scare me so much i've started um me too. trading uh stocks I, I say i've started i'm i'm working in a simulator right now and getting better every day and and have mm. a couple trades in the actual real world but um yep. i'm learning but if 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 you don't if you're like I literally have fifty dollars, that's okay. You can start somewhere. You you can if if you don't want to be in the stock market, there's other opportunities. There's there's crowdfunding real estate investment opportunities. There's, there's this website called Fundrise that I've heard a lot about, and I have some money in there, and it's basically crowdfunding like GoFundMe but for real estate. And so they they diversify your $50 into 50 different apartment communities and boom. And um, it takes 
like generally like five five years to yeah. see substantial return. It's not like a get rich mm-hmm. quick thing, but um, it's a steady yeah. investment. And um, so yeah. also invest in different ways. If you, I say Correct. if you can, but you can. Um, you can. You don't need a thousand dollars minimum to start. No. Um, no. Um, there's there's you you and I need to have a conversation, Easton, because I think we're both on a similar journey, but we're not talking about it yeah. uh, with investing. Yeah. Because I'm I'm learning a lot about it and it, it interests me. But uh, something that I've learned recently that I was like, well, that makes sense. And having one myself, I can look at the receipts necessarily and be like, yeah, this is doing nothing for me. Mm. We're sitting here talking about having a savings. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily talking about having a savings account. Yeah, the cash in the account. Yield. Yeah. Because if you have a savings account in a bank, fine. But understand, it's not going to grow. Yeah. It's going to sit there because most banks have like a 1% growth rate. Yeah, it, it's going to depreciate year. because of inflation. Exactly. So you're better you're to losing make, money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're better to start learning about trading or investing of some kind and letting your money grow for you, whether it's a Roth IRA, where it's whether it's a high yield savings account. So that's like a safe savings. It's it's not a high, it's not high risk. So if you're scared about investing or things like that, you can do things like that as well, and make your money work a little bit better for you. There there's this stigma that exists that. Um, it's it's the the working artist mm-hmm. the the poor artist the starving mm-hmm. artist mm-hmm. and i feel like we sometimes feel destined to be poor yes. no, <laughs> or destined <laughs> to be struggling forever yeah. Yeah. but we don't have to be we are right now yes. because that's, that's where we are fine. we're living in america we are mm-hmm. we just graduated we have loans and we have um inflation and mm-hmm. and we're kind of getting our footing in the real world and the theater industry specifically doesn't pay well no. at all. It, it, the top tier, the very, very top tier with uh, Broadway minimum, uh, I think is a, around twenty three, twenty five hundred a week. Yeah. And that's assuming assuming that you work every single day, every mm-hmm. single week of the mm-hmm. year. That's. That's $130,000 a year, which sounds great. It does. But but then you have your equity dues. If you're working in New York, you have mm-hmm. to pay. That's a few thousand dollars. And living in um, New York in itself at least. is just expensive. Living in New York. Yeah, and that's if you live in New York and are in the top tier and, 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 mm-hmm. and, that's 130000 Yep. And you're also not going to be working every month out of the year. Nope. You're probably on a, a limited contract and you're about to go to nowhere Midwest and work for much less. Yep. No one can maintain a forever no. career at that rate. Most of the time, like e- even people that are at the top of whatever city you're living in are not making a lot of money at no. all. Most contracts that are in Nashville, I know, hover around $400 a week. Yep. Most of the ones in Orlando, the very top tier that we have is $799 a week. Yeah. That is the top tier that equity offers in Orlando. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it's it's hard. It's crazy. Yeah. And theater artists, anyway, to get back on track, theater <laughs> artists in particular, there's this expectation that we're going to struggle, but we don't have to. No. We can empower ourselves to make a choice of, you know what, I it might suck and I might not be able to get Starbucks or to go out with my friends all the time. I might have to cook in my home every day for the next few months to make it work and go right. to Aldi. 
But <laughs> I love. Audience. I will make enough money to. I do too. Oh, but I will yes. make enough money to invest in myself, so that five years down the line, I can rest and do the art that I want to mm-hmm. do, and work on my own schedule, and work mm-hmm. contract to contract, and be fine, and yep. not have to worry about it's it. True. The other thing too is like as artists, for for the now, even you and I, all we can see is like apartment living, like. just because of financials but if you make smart investments and decisions now in five years you can look at a house if you want to as an investment yeah and not be super super scared because you're a little bit more comfortable instead of being like i can't afford this i don't have twenty thousand dollars as a down payment you might yeah you might who knows and one thing i one of my dreams Mm. i say dream it's like what it's a goal it's not a spiritual emotional dream it's a logistic goal but i would love to house hack mm-hmm. um and for those who don't know we, we are not a financial podcast no, we, we are, are dipping our toes in our proverbial, our proverbial toes, toes. <laughs> are being dipped in the water um so take everything we say with a grain of salt we're not experts but um with an fha loan which is like first time home buyer you can get um a 3.5 percent down payment and then you can turn around and house hacks which is like if you you get a house that has two units or it's a duplex, or there's two buildings on the property, maybe. Regardless, it's it's more than one dwelling yep. on the property that you buy. Yep. And then you can live in one unit, rent out the other, or rent out the other three or four, if it's mm-hmm. a quad or quintuplex or whatever, you know. Um, and they pay your rent, essentially. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, the other units are paying for the mortgage. Mm-hmm. That's what I would love to do. Yep. Um, and... Anyway, but I'm not in a place right now to where Same. I can afford even a 3.5% down payment, yeah. which is okay. Yeah. But that's what that's my goal for the next X amount of years. It's good know? to have a goal like that because uh, I heard long ago that if you don't have – it was it was pertaining to dreams, but I like to put it to goals now. If your goal isn't big enough and doesn't scare you, make it bigger. Mm. And it, yeah. all it does is make you drive towards it, not necessarily as like an obsession – but like you, like you're saying, the goal would be to do that because house hacking could make you yeah. very good money if you had like three or four of them. Yeah, and get a Roth IRA. Yes, if you're young, get it. And, well, no matter if you're young or not, but especially if you're young, get but, a Roth IRA. I got but, mine at like 21. I wish I'd gotten it sooner. Yes, be warned if you get one. <laughs> this is the this is the crazy part that I've recently learned about Roth IRA. They're great. Don't misunderstand. Mm. But you have to make the yearly minimum uh, minimum payment or maximum payment of $6,000 in a Roth IRA. That's the most you can put in it. But as it grows, if you do it when you're like 20, by the time you're 60, you'll have a million dollars in a, a Roth IRA with the way that it grows. Mm. We've we've gotten sidetracked, which is fine. Yeah. I, I don't remember um, the main topic. <laughs> the To get sort of back on a regular track, yes. uh, we can morph into emotional spiritual things about money in a second but i do want to touch on um uh like setting your own rates Mm -hmm. and or working for free Mm -hmm. and like that whole Mm -hmm. thing knowing your market too and yeah knowing your market like like as me as a, a voice coach i was like well shoot how do i set my rates I didn't know how to value myself, and I, like, mm-hmm. looked at my past coaches, and I was like, well, they know a lot more than I do, and they're a lot more experienced than I do, so I just kind of, like, set them way lower than I think I could have gotten, and then as each semester passed, I was like, wait, I'm worth more than this? Yeah. And people recognize that, and I started to raise my rates, and I, I'm finally at a point where, like, this is what I think I'm worth, and people are still booking sessions, and I'm yeah. like, 
be don't, don't underestimate your value or worth. Don't don't commission a painting Mm-mm. for way less than you should. And I, I this is a separate thing, but I have a friend who um she she's a singer. She does random gigs. Um she does like private things as a as a singer, but also like public events with her and a few other people and um but anyway, she just does uh she does entertainment for for events. And there was this event that was like three hours from her. It was on a weekend that she was kind of doing some other stuff. She didn't want to do it. And so they just wanted her to sing two songs. And she was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm just going to ask for a crazy rate. She was like, I'm just going to tell them $600. And they said, okay. And she said, oh, okay. oh, okay. It I'll do that. <laughs> and so she, she drove yeah. for three hours, sang two songs left after 30 minutes mm-hmm. came back and made six like yes that's six hours yes but still plus 20 six hours and 20 minutes mm-hmm. i guess of total um but that's six hundred dollars that mm-hmm. she just made because mm-hmm. and she started doing that she's like if, if i don't want to do something i'll ask for way more and then sometimes they say yes yep and so like go for it <laughs> set your rates exactly if, if, there's a, a thing that says like um there's a this philosophy of of rating and it says if your rates don't turn away 20% of people, they're not high enough. Mm. You want about 80% of people that are interested to say yes. Yeah. And so like if you have a way to monitor um your your data as it as it comes in, like if 20% of people are saying no because the rate's too high, that's probably what you want. And that's just a theory and philosophy. Yeah. But um anyway. This is a crazier example, but I heard a story from someone I know who they knew of a fly on singer for cruises. And there was a uh. weekend where they needed a lounge singer. And the woman was like, this number, which was five figures, expecting them to say no. They said yes. So then the next thing she knew, she was on a helicopter flying out to a cruise ship for two days and made that, that two much money. Two days? I know, two days. <laughs> five figures in two days. But it's like, know your, wow. know your worth and don't be afraid to necessarily ask for more, like wow. you're saying. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I can't imagine yeah. making that kind of money in two days. What? <laughs> yeah. And and to bring up, again, this is um, more towards theater world, but these, mm-hmm. these things apply across all art industries, really. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I, I think. But um, this one is a little more shoehorned into theater world. But um, I'd li- I would love to talk about um, community theater and unpaid mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. and unpaid film mm-hmm. projects and things like that. My philosophy right now is, and, and and this philosophy very may well change as I grow and get older. Um, but right now, I'm my my thought on unpaid work is okay. I have a degree, I have paid money for that degree, mm-hmm. and I deserve to be treated like anyone else who has a degree in their field. I right. would not be a person with a a marketing degree go into a market marketing analyst position that was four hours every night, a few days a week yep. and ask, uh, be asked to do it for free. Mm-hmm. You know, we are, you have a piece of paper that says, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for me, my, once I left college, my goal has been, I want to be fulfilled making art and never do it for free. Yep. Um, unless it, unless it's like a very small thing or like a fun thing or a side thing that I can go in and out quick. Yeah. Um, but that's been my goal. And, and so far I've been able to stick to that. But there's also the question of like maybe I, I get stuck in a in a 
world for a little while where I'm aching to do something that matters. And, and I might be at a point where I'm like, you know what? This thing would fill my spirit. I'm I'm okay with this, yeah. with doing this for free. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Those are just kind of my, my vomiting thoughts on unpaid work. But no, that, yeah. I, I agree. We both came from community theater and yeah. uh, just that environment. But now having degrees, we just value ourselves to a higher level. It's not that that's below us or anything like that. Yeah, no, if, not like at all. You, like you, if it was a special thing and I really, really wanted to do it, I would. But you also have to weigh reality of life situations, too. It's like, I need to make money. I can't be doing this for free every single night. Yeah. Un unless yeah. you do have... Uh, another thing is, like, if you're in a situation like me and you have a day job, but you have the itch, you want to just perform, great. Yeah. Do it. As long as you're fulfilled. At the end of the day, you need to be fulfilled, but also... Mm -hmm. pay for your things <laughs> yeah and there's also the question of afford it like i can't afford yeah. to do this thing for mm -hmm. free mm -hmm. because that also sets the expectation to the world and the universe that i do the thing that i'm an expert at and have my degree in yep for free mm -hmm. and that's not the what i want to put out in the world no. and then, but but then of course it always comes back to art is art and if your heart is is aching for something fulfill fulfill that need like mm -hmm. go for it um i just thought it was an interesting caveat no, to touch yeah. on 100 um, because a lot of times people are like will you do this for free or can you can you sketch this for free and it's like no no, no I'm, we can I'm, I'm we can negotiate pricing <laughs> yeah, yeah sure i'll negotiate yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's the other thing is if you're going to value yourself much as easton and i are attempting to do in life now you can still be humble about it. Like I love the phrase that you were just talking about. Like I can't afford to do that. Mm. At one point in time, I might have heard that and been like, "Well, that's a snooty remark," but it's <laughs> but it's true. Like I can't afford yeah. to give my work away for free or anything like that. Yeah, because I have to live. <laughs> yeah, so. and also there's another. This is sort of transitioning into monetizing your spirit mm. and what it is um, when, when you have <laughs> taken your passion. Segway! <laughs> when you have taken your passion and now it is your way of living, your, your method of making money and surviving, mm -hmm. it can be so draining sometimes to continue yeah. to just do the thing that you love to do but mm. if you're doing it day in day out if you're doing it 40 plus hours a week which sometimes you are in mm. theater um and in other arts as well it can just be so draining and yeah. you have to take time to refill your spirit um burnout because is otherwise real. you're just gonna get burnt out yeah, yeah you can get burnt out real easy and if you're doing it for fun for for free or yeah. otherwise if you're doing it for fun on the side and you're doing it day in day out and not getting enough sleep and not going to the gym or, or making real actual good food at home and mm -hmm. and spending time with people you love and not mm -hmm. living life as a human being mm -hmm. and doing art all the time mm -hmm. your spirit won't have time to rest and that, recharge and that ooh, <laughs> ooh, good thought that is when be you become a starving artist you are not feeding yourself mm. Ooh. If you are going at it 24-7 as an artist and you're not fulfilling yourself, you will starve. That's a starved artist. Yeah. 
because yeah, it's because true. you have to you be a human first <laughs> with Joss. Like you, yeah. you got to be a human, exactly. <laughs> and then you can be you everything can be else that you need to be. <laughs> yeah, but we're all human first, and if mm-hmm. and if we do one thing with all of our time, yep. we're just gonna be miserable. The other thing too is if we both have experienced burnout. Everyone has in some degree, whether you know the terminology or not. Um, you have to, in those moments. Sometimes you have to keep going. Like it, when you're mm. burnt out, you have to keep going because there's work still to be done. And mm. I have found that in those times, find the find and enjoy the little moments that still fulfill you a little bit. Like with my current uh, situation, I'm in an artistic environment. I'm not necessarily doing what I love, but I'm in an artistic environment. And there's just little moments throughout the day that are fulfilling me as an artist where I'm like, oh, wow, we created that. Oh, that light design is really cool. Oh, this is how you make Mm -hmm. this. That's awesome. So I'm still feeding myself instead of just being like, this is ridiculous. I burned out. Blah. (laughs) But um, also acknowledge the burnout. Like, I'm not saying ignore it. But uh, yeah. 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 (laughs) I think there's... Another thing about that is is when you're experiencing burnout, but maybe you're you're in a situation where you have to continue to mm-hmm. either make money mm-hmm. um, or or anything else. If you've agreed to do something, um, sometimes it's okay to say no. Yes. Also, <laughs> if, if it's just like a a quick thing on the side, and you're like, I need to take care of myself, say no, say never mind. Yep. But if you're in like a, a long term situation, and if you're in in a contract that that's running really long, you have long days, or it's running forever, um, find a moment, find a thing that that revitalizes your spirit. Yes. Um, if you're feeling down, of like, I just I'm coming in here, and it's becoming this day job that is not enjoyable or it's just not fulfilling me anymore find a moment find a thing find a find a message that that feeds you mm-hmm. um for me um doing kinky boots right now and this is actually this is not a great example because it's fulfilling me in lots of different ways and, and it is not at all a drag to go into work every day <laughs> a drag um to go into work every <laughs> yeah. day but um but there's this moment. Sometimes it's just I get in my head and I, mm-hmm. I am intimidated or I'm worried or I'm stressed. And the finale is a, a, a mashup of two songs called Raise You Up and Just Be. Mm-hmm. And the finale is it's it's a song about raising other people up and helping people up when they're when they're down and being who you are and accepting yep. others for who they are. Yep. And that's one of the reasons I love the show so much. And we were doing this choreo and I, I have never worn high heels before, <laughs> except one time I was Lady Gaga for Halloween when I yes. was like 10. Perfect. That's a whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm like in these five inch heels doing this really fun choreography, singing about loving other people. And there was a moment where I was in the middle of the choreo and I was just like smiling so big and it was hard for me to continue to have good diction and sing the words yeah. I was supposed to sing because it was just this wave of like, I'm getting paid to tell other people to love other people and accept people when they're different from you and you don't agree with them. Just Mm -hmm. love them. And I was like, this is what I want to be doing with my life. (laughs) (laughs) And then that those moments can help you get through those periods of drought where your your fear, your spirit feels starved. Correct. And and you're you're becoming a starving artist in a spiritual way. It's an interesting, um, interesting thought that I've never had before. But I, I like that connotation of 
yeah. the only time you'll become a starving artist is when you're not feeding yourself. Yeah. It's, and, it's so interesting being an artist, like for all of us, we're in this weird position of, of monetizing our, our, what some people have as hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like mo- the, the standard of America at least is you do the thing you don't want to do from nine to five or don't necessarily have your heart caring about from nine to five. Yeah. And then with the rest of your time, you fill it with hobbies and things that you like to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just so odd being in a world where we're, we're trying to make the nine to five, the thing that we love to do, but then what yep. do we do with the rest of our time? Yep. And we try to fill it with things that might not fill us. And mm-hmm. we just have to learn to breathe and find things that fill your spirit that aren't theater. Also. That's true. <laughs> and that goes to many conversations that we've had in past episodes, including the one yeah. with Joss is finding, finding what artistically fulfills the artist in you as well. Whether that's walking in nature, whether that's listening to podcasts, whether that's drawing, like it, it could, if yeah. it's reading anything, Something that fulfills you that you can take 10 minutes with yourself and and be able to do to, to sort of just reset and breathe you know, through, through yeah. the difficult times and or through the happy times even. Because sometimes yeah. we just need to disconnect and be alone with ourselves, which is fine. Yeah. I was reading an article the other day that was talking about how there are introverts and extroverts, but there's a little bit of each in all of us. Mm. And sometimes the extreme extrovert just needs five minutes by themselves. Like, mm-hmm. that's all. They don't have to be around people yeah. the entire time. And that's a different subject, but it was interesting to be like, yeah, as an extrovert, I, I sometimes I just need five minutes. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. And we, I, I realized just now that it was the episode, I think it was episode six, mm-hmm. short form storytelling. Mm-hmm. That we did with Emily, with Emily, that we talked about these are other things outside that fill like, like um yeah 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 that's what it was like yeah. for me it's that's how her business and... started too was like it was just yeah. a hobby and something so she fun. wanted to do and now it's it's part of her daily living sure but she's still enjoying yeah. it and that's yeah. that's something else to to speak to is if you're not enjoying it maybe you have to step back and look at it and be like mm-hmm. do I need to shift this do I need to step away entirely like. That, yeah. That's a, a question and an answer that you can only figure out by yourself. Other people can help yeah, you. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's yours. Yeah. I think that's a good way to sort of close out the conversation is, yep. is at the end of the day, this is yours. Mm-hmm. Your your heart is your own. Your money is your own. Your needs and expenses and investment mm-hmm. patterns are your own. And you have to figure out what works for you. And that will include trial and error yeah we're both still living through our own trials and errors and figuring out okay that (laughs) sucks and i really don't want to live like this again Mm -hmm. or wow i need to find more ways to live like that or wow i need to find more time for this hobby that really fills my spirit that has nothing to do with the world of the arts Mm -hmm. um because it it fills me in a way that nothing else is right now and exactly and um but it's all your own figure it out and ask others for help and have fun and just yeah. try to stay afloat as best you can as an exactly. artist, but don't all accept. Um, don't ever accept that you will always be a struggling artist or a starving artist, nor that you will become a spiritually starving artist. Mm-hmm. I love that point yeah. of yours. The only, the only positive out of any distinction of an artist is your own artist. 
like mm-hmm. the negative connotations that come with a starving artist or paddling or just start like just struggling <laughs> yeah they they are there and they are going to be part of it but at the end of the day you're an artist and that's a positive thing stick to it yeah keep up with it yeah you can be fine if you want to to live the life making art it's going to be hard sometimes i i also i hate what sometimes people say if you could imagine yourself doing anything else do that mm. I, I there's been so many talkbacks or workshops or whatever with with um, professionals when I was growing up that I went to. And I remember a lot of them, like at least half would end it or like answer a question saying specifically in actor sense. But if you can imagine doing your, yourself doing anything else, do that instead, because this is hard. I I hate that mindset. It, yeah. it shouldn't have to be. In that shouldn't choice. have to be our framework to get through it. It shouldn't yeah. have to be like, Oh, well I hate everything else in the world. So I'm just going to be an actor because that's the one thing I love. Mm-hmm. And do it all the time and get burnt out and be broken and all the things, you know? Yeah. There's there's other ways and there's other methods. You don't exactly. have to <clears throat> be stuck. As as someone who, on the daily, as we all do, with high emotions, there are times every day where I'm like, I hate this. But guess what? That's a passing <laughs> thought. That is not yeah. my ideology. That is not my true belief of what I'm mm. doing. It's just kind of like, I hate this temporarily. Okay, moving on. Great. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, your passing thoughts are not your ideologies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if like you... feelings feelings happen to you, they yeah. are not your state of being. They it's true. they occur in your body, just mm-hmm. like thoughts do. They just occur in your mind, and those mm-hmm. don't have to. Be it only your takes ideologies. as long to think the thought as it takes to think the thought. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Anything else on on money? I I don't think for this episode. I kind of want to. I kind of want to yeah. do another one because um, there are several topics. And if this interests you in us speaking about it now, please let us know, because I would love to yeah. talk about like write-offs and taxes and receipts oh, and certain yeah. things to keep up with. So if you are interested and you like this episode, understanding that we went off topics a couple of times, but welcome to this <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> if that would interest you more uh, on our thoughts and experiences on that, please let us know. Um, but I think for this episode, that's good. Let's ra- wrap it up with talking about yeah. the delicious coffee, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't think I can nail down many notes, many flavor notes, other than I, I started with Okay, it definitely tastes like like a classic donut shop. Like you're just going yep. out to the cafe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like anything fancy. No. But at the same time, you can tell that it is freshly roasted, mm-hmm. um, freshly ground in, yes. in our case. And and I was sort of getting like, um, I could get like cereal, like grain mm-hmm. taste. Grain that's, taste, That's sure. the main thing that I, flavor. that's the main flavor that I got. Yeah. It was basically, <laughs> this is a horrible example, and this is nothing against this establishment, but you'll understand. It's it's no better than Waffle House coffee in a fancy cup. <laughs> yeah, or like even like a like fancy hotel coffee roast or something. itself. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, um, it's unique in that it does a really good job of reflecting the normal. Correct. It's like this is a but standard cup that we're familiar with, but yes, but you can tell that it tastes. Mm-hmm. It's not even a matter of taste; it's um the the quality. Yep. You can you can experience the quality, mm-hmm. a quality version of a normal product. Yes. <laughs> this, this it's is... like um, like a gourmet Swiss roll. You yes, know exactly. It's like you can tell the difference. <laughs> it's gourmet. <laughs> no, yeah, I really like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
if you, if that kind of uh, if that kind of coffee interests you, please again go to their website. And I don't even care if you use our affiliate link with this one. I would rather support yeah. this wonderful um, donation to the cancer research in the name for Danilo. I just I just love things that do that. So Carver Coffee has shot even higher up in the respect on my end for doing such a, yeah. a wonderful cause and wonderful thing for doing that. So definitely keep supporting them. If you want to support us, great. Buy us a cup of coffee. Do do that instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, there was a... Oh, I'm going to put this at the beginning of the episode. Yes. But I want to do a quick challenge. So if... You are listening to this right now. I want you to... Uh, uh, also, like 90% of our listeners are doing so on a mobile device. So I already know you're using mm-hmm. your phone. You're holding it. So pull we out your it. phone. You're holding it. Or it's, or it's, in, <laughs> or it's on your nearby. car. Or it's on your table. Or it's nearby <laughs> while you're doing dishes. Whatever it is. I know you're on your mobile device, 90% we of you. See it. So take out your phone. Or if you're driving, wait. But take out your phone and find an artist friend in your contacts mm-hmm. and send them a copy of this episode. Because we want to open discussions of money mm-hmm. and and surviving and just the difficult world of finance as artists. We want to open that conversation to everyone else. We want to spread the word about our show, too. If you like us and want to support us. Um, or if you just have an artist friend that you want to talk about money with. And how the heck do you make a living doing art? Yes. Um, send this link to a friend. Please. Send it, send it to them and <laughs> make them understand that we're just humans. We're not like... Oh, I'm gonna listen to a podcast about two professions. No, no, we're still we're still there. <laughs> we're still we're young and doing gurus. it. So yes, yeah, just yeah, two yeah. dudes brewing over some some things. Um, <laughs> that's the t- <laughs> that's the two second dudes. pitch. <laughs> dudes brewing right. over things. Um, but yes, if if you not if you're holding your phone, send it to a friend. <laughs> <laughs> just just do it. Okay, we would love it, and we appreciate all the love and sharing that you guys can help us do. Because we're just artists trying to support artists against the world. That's all we can do. So, yeah. but on that and note, and rate and review. Yes, rate and review. Do it all. And now, do on that again. note, Ethan, <laughs> I'm gonna send us out with the wonderful message: Be who you are. Know that you're loved. Know that you're seen. And as always, be good beans and drink good beans. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, everybody. You be great. See ya. Artists Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville-based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's infamous adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.